this is a podcast. Welcome to Up Next, a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew, joined by my sexy shirtless co-host. I'm Steven. And he is shirtless. It's majestic. It's weird how much Kirkland's oil you have on you right now. You are putting that Costco membership to good use. No, what's weird is that we don't get any better at introducing the damn podcast. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a shtick now. I'm Steven. You know, like, yeah, you do it once you do it twice. That's a trend. Two times is a trend. That is what they say. Um, hi, Andy. How how the hell are you? I think that's a trend too. Now I think I say that now. Yeah, is that consistently? It's how the hell are you? Um, you are very obviously a suburban father. Oh, how the hell are you? Ah, I haven't seen you in a minute. Oh, get these chips away from me. Oh, get them away. Uh, <laughs> but I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm fine. Everything's fine. I mean, yeah, you, already, you answered your own question. So I'm. We're so good. We're already finishing each other's sentences. We're finishing each other, all right. Um, <laughs> but no, Andy, I, I'm doing all right. I went to a damn concert. A couple nights ago. Was that your first uh, post? It's not post-pandemic because we're still in it, arguably backsliding. But uh, <laughs> arguably, was that your first... is it arguable? Um, well, some people might argue it. <laughs> it, it was my first, uh, yes, music live event uh, since, like, I guess December of 2019. And it... Describe it to our listeners. Oh man, I saw Mr. Brendan Kelly of the Lawrence Arms and of the Falcon and of Brendan Kelly and the Wandering Birds. Um, he played a solo acoustic show here in Milwaukee. Yeah, it was actually the first date of the tour. Um, the opener was Seth from, I don't know his last name, uh, from the great Eau Claire, Wisconsin band Arms Aloft which I didn't know he was opening, so that was a very nice treat. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Andy, I have a, a funny story that I think you'll appreciate from the concert before we get going. I'm aroused and waiting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so, um, and like one of our listeners is going to be very annoyed because she has heard this story like at least two or three times already. Um, Tell her to stop listening. So, that's a, that's I, Alana's. <laughs> that's Alana's tactic. <laughs> So uh, Beaks, as we call him, was kind of freewheeling the set, didn't really have a, a predetermined set list, was playing what he felt like playing, taking requests from the crowd. So I had posted myself right up at the stage, and people were yelling out suggestions, and I, I yelled out a song that I wanted him to play, right? On with the show, one of my favorite Lawrence Arms songs. Um, and he looks at me, he says, on with the show? And he starts playing the opening chords, and I'm so excited. I'm like, yes. And he gets right to where, like, the first verse would start, and he stops and looks at me and goes, you know how fucking terrible that would be? <laughs> That's a good story. Uh, I was crushed. And then he, you know, he moved on to playing something else. Uh, I mean, I maintain that that song could be played in an acoustic fashion um, by, like, a real pro musician. Uh, 
So, which I guess, which I, you're saying he is not <laughs> right. If, I mean, if he had the chops, he could do it on the spot. That's funny. That's a good story. I'm glad that he made that soul connection with you. He looked you in the eyes and crushed your dreams, <laughs> which is what I want when I'm, that's why meet your heroes, kids. <laughs> that's, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Yeah. 10, 10 out of 10 would recommend. But anyway, that's enough about me and my adventures in the world. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't give a shit about Steve. Steve, actually, why don't you take a hike? Why don't you take a hiatus? A hiatus coyote. <laughs> coyote town. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of, yeah. have you ever heard of hiatus coyote? I know the answer, but I'm asking. I heard of them once, um, precisely, you know, well, approximately two weeks ago when you assigned them as homework for this episode. I still will never get over calling it homework in a good way. I love it. Don't That's ever what it change. Is. Um, because your life will be affected in a very negative sense if you don't do the homework. Um, yeah, we did Hiatus Coyote and their album, uh, Talk Tomahawk. Um, again, shout out to our not so sponsors wikipedia and genius genius.com baby i love crowdsourcing knowledge that's i'm just a fan of that oh yeah yeah so hiatus coyote um is a jazz funk band <laughs> which okay um they're from melbourne the old the old down under and <laughs> i was wondering which of us would be the first to do a, a terrible aussie accent so thank you for uh, sparing yeah. me yeah, my accents are awful on a good day. Um, their members are Naomi Nipalm Southfield on Vox and guitar. Is her is her nickname supposed to be Napalm? Like, is is it supposed to be a little little riff on you know chemical weapons used by good old Uncle Sam? Yeah, you know you know those Australians really in their military weaponry puns. Um, that, that's that's how I read it. Napalm. Anyway, go ahead. Um, Paul Bender on bass, Simon Maven on keyboards, and Perrin Moss on drums and percussion. Um, Talk Tomahawk is their first album, uh, self-released, and let me find what wikipedia has to say about talk tomahawk <laughs> <laughs> um, so they put this out in april of 2012 and then they started getting more noticed when bands like animal collective and dirty projectors started really digging them and then they started release receiving public endorsements from erica badu quest love and prince who urged followers on twitter to listen to their music and it worked because then they were named the 2013 breakout artist of the year at this guy's worldwide music music fest in london this um, guy giles peterson um giles peterson and then this one dude started his record company uh flying buddha and signed Hiatus Coyote to it. Uh, it's a section of Sony Music. And the album did well. And their song, Nakamura, uh, Nakamura, 
Ah, yeah, that's how you say it. Um, but anyway, they did a remix version, which remix is wrong. It's just they took out the last verse and replaced it with Q-tip wrapping a verse over it, which I prefer more. I Agreed. I do love it. And then I did get this right, that they were nominated for a 2014 Grammy for Best R&B Performance for that song. And they lost out to Snarky Puppy and Layla Hathaway for something which is a good song yeah if you're if you're gonna lose i mean snarky puppy is uh not a bad group to lose to yeah it's a worthy adversary it's not like oh you know uh hiatus coyote lost out to four teenagers from santa barbara in a garage (laughs) (laughs) which would have hurt i think the most impressive of egos but yeah uh do you What's amazing, too, is how I genuinely forget from episode to episode. Do you give your thoughts first? Because I don't think it matters. Why don't, uh, why don't you go first? Tell Dope. me what you think about this record. So you might be very shocked to find out this is the first time I've listened to this album. <laughs> like in, that, to- in total. That is opposed directly to the spirit of this show, Andrew. I won't stand for it. Um, fight me. Please, I want to feel. I want to feel that Kirkland just, oil all over my skin. I just want to feel something for once. <laughs> um, there, I mean, I knew several of like, and I also did not know how short this album was because several songs are rather short. Uh, almost yeah. a punk album, if you. Will. <laughs> I, I thought you had done that just out of courtesy to me and the listeners. No, I could give a shit about either. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, the shorter ones, I like to think of them as little interlude things or as extensions of some of the songs that uh, they follow. But the song songs, the ones that clearly push well past the three to four minute mark, I knew most of them. And I I think it's just, I love this band because they're so funky and groovy and stupidly talented. A lot, one of the things I really admire about the lyrics are um, how the stresses of many of the words don't land where you think they would. And she mm-hmm. extends them into other phrases. And she's also singing and playing real guitar. You know, she's not just doing power chords and shit. Yeah. She's doing like neo soul voicings and shit. It's crazy. Yeah, I watched one of the music videos. Um, I think the music video for um, Nakamara and... <laughs> and like obviously it's a it's a video performance but i assume she would do that live just like i was very impressed like watching her sing and like play pretty would look to me a novice pretty complex involved guitar parts i wholeheartedly agree is it my turn do i go now please all right so before i get into the album a couple things album art love it we have a we have what i assume is the canonical hiatus coyote themselves just screaming at us kind of reminiscent of that one against me album cover with the <laughs> cat what is it a uh, i don't know saber tiger or something i know what Leopard. you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. It's just screaming at us um one thing that keeps bugging me is there's something about the name of this band and record that like messes with my brain because i've <laughs> i just started listening to it yesterday but every time i go into apple music to like search for it to listen to it and i've i've done this like seven times probably like i can't remember either of them i'm like <laughs> it's it's like kai 
like I think it's because they're both weird and misspelled and I don't know. It, it's just it yeah, it does not compute. It's messing me up. Um <laughs> anyway, this record and doing a, a just a very small amount of reading on it cuz I I'm not trying to spoil myself. Um also made me realize I have no idea what R&B or soul mean as like genre labels cuz I I don't think I would have chosen or, or would have like called this either of those but i see everyone in the world calling them that not saying they're wrong i clearly am but just you know not i guess not genres i spend enough time with um but yeah overall it was interesting it definitely grooves it i I like the jazz influence um i actually really like the instrumental tracks a lot i think those are some of my favorites um no disrespect to uh our girl napalm (laughs) (laughs) um i like musically the incorporation of like ambient sounds and different electronic aspects um you didn't like that there was a hiatus coyote sound throughout all of (laughs) (laughs) um well i think on our last you know record the lawrence arm skeleton coast we had maybe not a height a hiatus coyote but a some sort of coyote right some yeah a crown made out of it supposedly yeah whatever that means um as far so like i i agree with what you said on like the vocals i was gonna say there wasn't much lyrically for me to latch on to not saying they weren't good but like i just didn't necessarily get it but i did notice in the vocal delivery where like emphases would be placed where you don't expect them and like phrasings would be done um pretty creatively so that was cool um overall i think um the vocalist has a really great voice um i like that kind of like rasp that she has um obviously a pretty impressive range and control so um yeah overall it was a it was a fun listen i'm glad you had fun you know what's even more fun? Going track by track. You want to give it a shot? Oh, man. Um, I mean, it's let's, my first time, but... Let's change it up. Let's change it up and go by this... Let's go through this bad boy track by track. Starting with Mobius Streak. Did you, did you think it was a good opener? Sounded like an opener. It felt like a mission <laughs> statement. It felt like an opening track. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was more of a vision statement, but I, I, <laughs> I feel you. I really liked all the synths and like the electronic keyboardy sounds. I did legit write solid opener. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I liked in this one was like at the very beginning. There's like that acoustic guitar with the really, the really fast strumming. Um, and I was like, ooh, I like that sound. And then it does not show up again in the rest of the record. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite sounds. The ones that I just want way more of. And and then they go, no, no never again. Can't have any. Um, I like like the main drum beat. Um, I don't know the technical term for this, but like instead of keeping time on like a ride or the hi-hat, it's like all on the snare. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, kind of like a train beat, like in country and shit. Yeah, kind of, with, with like different accents, but um, yeah. Maybe I just, my ears heard it stupidly, and I thought it was a, uh, 
Oh, like a, a shaker. Like or a something? shaker. Yeah. Now that I'm listening, that, that might be what it is. Maybe I'm just dumb and wrong. My favorite combination. My favorite. My favorite Steve descriptors. <laughs> um, I guess the the only other thing. Well, two things I noticed. Um, I thought this this song was maybe a bit long in the tooth for me. It's like six minutes long. I didn't think it had to be. Um, and I just a random thing that I'm sure everyone in the world that's listened to this has noticed. But uh, you know, the album art has some paper folded cranes or whatever, and uh, there is a mention of paper birds in the lyrics of this song. <laughs> <laughs> yep everyone noticed that i mean okay maybe, maybe i'm like a how could genius. how, how could you not yeah yeah um oh it's origami that's what it's called right you need to shut up as the world it softly lulls mm, smooth yeah um i don't know what to tell you i actually so this is the first time that i've heard this song in this like right iterate, um, yeah, right now currently, it's actually the first time I've heard the studio version because they do a live version mm. that's we'll talk about it later. But like Sphinxgate and uh, the world that softly lulls, they combine those two frequently, and then in the live version, they do this sick drum beat, like and this groove in the middle of it that is nowhere in the studio version. But the live version, you have to check it out. It's cool. But I mean, I like it. It's uh, it's a nice song. It's groovy. Displacement of the lyrical stresses, like I said. But the live version is what has my heart. Mm. I placed a gold star next to this one in my notes, so I must have liked it. Um, I like the the hand drums, especially in the beginning. Um, I should stop listening to it so I can focus on speaking. Um, oh, this one. <laughs> There's another lyrical reference to the album art. I mean, it's probably vice versa. But there's a uh, a rouge streak ribbons around my skull. You are so... It's, it's almost like you got a note on lyrics. Could you actually tell us more why you why you dig these lyrics? Or what why they stood oh, out I, to you? I, I don't dig them. I just noticed that they were well, on the on the album art. And, oh, and can she, you... Yeah. Can you dive into what that means to you? It doesn't mean anything to me other than I, I noticed it was on the album art and then I heard her say the words. Well, we tried to get Steve to delve into why he gives a shit about lyrics and it didn't work. So please keep sending us more ideas on how we can make this better and Steve will just fucking disregard it. So this song might have had um, my favorite vocal performance on the whole record. Really, um, and I actually liked how like I thought it was going to be an instrumental instrumental track because like we get halfway through the song with no lyrics or no vocals, and then uh, she comes in, and I just like something about like the like the rhythmic um, nature of her delivery on that basically one verse she does. Wow, well, you just really really dig in the world softly lulling. What do you think of? Leapfrog. This is that was a bad segue. That's just the next name of yeah, the damn yeah. song. We, but, we gotta uh, keep things moving along. But it's like a. Uh, this is one of the ones where I was like an extension of the previous track, you know, and it you know lent itself to a nice little interlude feel because 
sometimes I'm a fan of the interludes that either give a taste of what's coming or clearly based off of something that had come before. So I was like, nice little interlude. I agree. Um, Once again, I am a fan of the instrumental tracks on this record in general. Um, This one has some cool ambient sounds of some sort, at least in the beginning. Um, And the bass line throughout. um, I don't know if it's the time signatures being played in or just the comp- just the way the baseline was written out but like there's something about once again like the the rhythm of it um that's a bit like kind of off balance and almost a little bit awkward but like in a cool way like kind of grabs your ear so i enjoyed that things can be off and cool and weird but cool yeah like me <laughs> yep that's what i was getting at <laughs> Um. The, yes. No, I got nothing. Oh, okay. Well, I don't either. Hey, Steve, you look hmm. like you listened to this album, and track number four is called Malika. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to comment if you don't add to the segues. You know. I thought I was getting better at them, but today I'm I'm not pulling my weight. I think these um, song names are difficult to segue. What do you think of this song? Because I'm struggling. I like the use of the flower duet. Did you pick up on that? What's a flower duet? The f- the flower duet. It's from an opera. Everyone knows it. I don't know it. Can you explain? <laughs> That was beautiful. Yeah. So, so that's like a thing. Yeah, they directly quote it. So I was reading though that uh, most of the the vocal melody is based off of that, and then they have a section where like they're just doing Oz and stuff, and it is straight mm-hmm. up just that. Oh, neat. But yeah, I thought it was nice. I thought it was funky. Yeah. Um, I liked the keyboard or synth sound throughout this one um i like the clanky jangly percussion going on on top of the the normal drum kit beat um i said there wasn't much lyrically on this record for me to grasp at so here we go here's like my last quote i've got i was really really looking for anything to just hold on to but i liked i liked this line i don't know why it's just evocative just like a snake, I will shake the scales and dry self I have been dragging. So what? Do, what? Why did that speak to you? What are you, my shrink? No, I don't know. It's just it's, uh, evocative. What did it evoke? Oh my god, nothing. <laughs> well, if I was your shrink, I would say there's not a lot of progress to be made. <laughs> do you feel this? Do you feel this resonated with you because you feel constricted by your own skin and you need to <sighs> slither out of the old you? Just in a very literal sense, yes. In a literal no, sense. Yeah. I need, someone, I need to get a manicure stat. You know what doesn't shed its skin. <laughs> Track five is called Ocelot. Mm, that could have been good, but you ruined it. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, that, that is like an evergreen statement. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I could like have been good, but you ruined it. <laughs> I like how it starts, and then it just goes into like a rhythm not related to that, or like a groove not related to that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It sounds very like hip hop inspired, especially the beginning. But I, I kind of throughout the beat is just. It's nice. It's you know it's a nice little tune. Um. We got some horns on this one. Synth horns, I presume. S- synth horns. It's the best kind of horn. <laughs> Just singing about ocelots. Not specifically. I think they said ocelot like twice. It's kind of a fun word. Did you ever watch Archer? No. There's this just running bit that one of the his coworkers owns an ocelot and he loves it. <laughs> So whenever I think of ocelots, I think of Archer trying to play with an ocelot. And whenever I hear the word ocelot, I think of the character Revolver Ocelot, aka Shalashashka from the Metal Gear Solid series of video games. Interesting. You know what would happen if I gave your child a stick of dynamite? <laughs> Boom. Child. child. I love the drum groove in this one, and the, the, I'm I'm assuming it's a bass, little little fuzz bass. I noted literally the same. Yeah, it's so. Anyway, moving on. No, I'm kidding. No, right. It's just, it's just a nice little thing, and it's. I think I want. If my student wasn't leaving in two weeks, I'd force him to learn this song. It's short enough, and it's groovy. Yeah, man, this one. It, once again, it, it just it made me feel hip hop feels with the beat, and I love the fuzzy whatever it was, bass supposedly. Uh, well, you know what happens? Not not your child, but if there mm. was a boom child, if there was a child that got exploded by dynamite, you mean? yeah, and then mm. we could. I'm gonna just stop this segue. The next one is called Lace Skull. <laughs> And you can try and think of how I was going to connect the two. I really like, um, right? It's uh, it's a triply it's a triply feel groove, and I really like the piano when it comes in, when everything comes in, and it establishes the groove more so. But then the piano emphasizes the duple feel over the triple in like half of the phrase. It's it's sick. Mm. Yeah, I think this was kind of the first like traditional piano sound we get in the record. And I enjoyed it, especially like when the verse gets going, like and there's like those big piano hits that just kind of ring out. Yeah, I like that, I like that sound. And I just like the like the guitar part and the intro and throughout the first verse. You know what this made me think of? Think of this entire song. It made me think of like those kind of adventure questy games, like Kingdom Hearts. Like it was just gonna be Kingdom Hearts vibes in a good way. I love that game. Nerd. You just you just quoted something from Metal Gear Solid. 
Yeah, that's like a freaking cool person game. We're talking about games. You you don't, <laughs> you don't you don't have to hide who we are. Um, it's tactical espionage action. Okay. <laughs> I hate everything that just came out of your face. <laughs> All right, so let me let me start in the beginning. Um, no, I'm I'm kidding. If you want to like waste a day and get really confused, just read like the Metal Gear Solid wiki and try to understand um, all the lore of that series. I shan't. Moving no, on. Yeah, don't. Uh, what is your favorite course in uh, Mario Kart? Uh, uh, something with the Mushroom Kingdom. What's yours? Oh, I was hoping you were going to say Rainbow Road. No, I made it purposefully oh, said, hard. Oh, you set it up for me. Yeah. Oh. The next song is called Rainbow Roads with another weird mis well, not misspelling, but alternate spelling. It's the Fender Roads. The what? You don't know what a Fender Roads is? No. I mean, it's not something I would expect you to know now that I say is that it. Like, I, it's an electric keyboard. Is that like a... Okay. Is that related to Rhode Island? No. I'm pretty sure it's the guy that made it. Like it's um, kind of like a Wurlitzer. If my impression is right, you know how like a piano has hammers in it. So when you hit mm-hmm. a thing, so instead, but they strike cables, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure the roads. It's either the roads or the Wurlitzer or both, but it strikes like metal bars, I think. Okay. And then you amplify that, and that is so like okay. a lot of so. And so that's why that's why the the keyboard I was hearing in the song sounds the way it does. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it, w- it would stand to reason that the keyboard in this <laughs> tune is a Rhodes. Okay. See, I just assumed that was, you know, a synth with some tone that I really, really liked. But it makes sense that you said it's striking metal bars because it sounds like that. God, I really hope I'm right. <laughs> or else I just look stupid. But the Rhodes is a piano. Uh, an electric uh, piano sounds. Let's see. Let's see. I Wikipedia agrees with you about the Rhodes piano. Good. Very the, cool. Today I learned. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, the shit you could have learned if you didn't want a stable career. <laughs> <laughs> uh listen to Andy's other podcast. Excuse me, I have a master's. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you want to know what it's like not having a stable career. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah i mean this one was fun i like the sound of the Rhodes piano i really enjoyed that and i think that um shows up later on nakamara um i like just the oohs and ahs vocals here there's no lyrics but there's vocalizing over everything yeah nice interlude you know nice little yeah. interlude sphinx gate is the next tune <laughs> Is is the Sphinx some sort of instrument I should know about, Andy? No, you're thinking of the gate. <laughs> um, um, again, you know, it's it's a nice little thing, but I always know it as like a little tag or a little tag-ish beginning to the, the live version of Sphinx Gate slash the world it softly lulls, mm. but. Again, nice little thing. Yeah, it's cool. I don't have a lot to say about this one, though. Cool. Let's get to <laughs> Nakamura. Not you, I do. Nakamura, high. Sweet red, a 
grand finale. Does this sound like a closer to you? I was shocked it was the closing uh, tune because I think this is the, arguably the most known song of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did read like one article on the album, but didn't find anything terribly different from Wikipedia. So I canceled out of it. But it did say that this song is not the most complicated or like complex musically, which I agree with. It's not mm-hmm. the most, but it's, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful song. It's nice lyrically. And then it has a redone when, so then when they went to Sony, when they got signed at that flying Buddha, uh, the what, Sony, Sony level, sold out when they sold out, um, they re-released it with that remix, which again is just a verse with Q-Tip, which is a fucking sick verse. Totally agree. I definitely prefer the Q-Tip version. I'm speaking to you all from the most natural of habitats. White city culture jokes that we something like Razorbacks. Talk about us quietly. Your rich social board is about a fertile land. They're such e-fucking elitists. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, that it's, a, it's interesting because... Like, that verse, obviously, is, like, I don't know if I want to say it's a quote-unquote political verse, but it's a socially conscious verse. It is significantly, <laughs> yeah, it does not fit the vibe of the song realistically, well, or, lyrically. Or the, or the record, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of, like, um, kind of made me wish, like, that more of these songs had, um, not necessarily lyrical content like that, but I would always welcome it, but like more like rapping on it. Like I, I like the way it worked with their music. Yeah. I don't know. I, and this, I had realized, right. That that verse is very different. Q-tips verse is very different, but it didn't strike mm-hmm. me until just now. How realistically out of place it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. Cause it definitely stands out. Cause it's just a love song to her friend, Hannah. Yeah. And he's like, yo. Uh, Black maybe- people aren't treated well. <laughs> it's like straight up. And then she comes back singing about love. I mean, he, he does does, he does tie it together yes. towards the end. Like yes. give give a little something to connect. Yeah. And yeah, no, I'm not trying to detract from it. I think it's really good. Um, I thought it was an interesting choice to leave both tracks on the record. Like, just from, like, an album organization perspective? I wonder if it is, though, right? Like, so, if you were to get it, you know, as a physical like album, streaming service, you know, yeah. if you were to get it almost 10 years ago, it would have, well, first of all, it would have been when it first came out, so it wouldn't have the Q-tip version. And then if it came out once they're on the label, if there were separate versions you could get, and now that things are digital, like you were saying, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking hurt to put both versions. The only um I guess my last thoughts on this song were um I, I once I did like the vocal performance in this one, um, just like the melody in general. And more nice nice uh Rhodes piano throughout. Very nice um texture for the song. Dude. That was Talk Tomahawk by Hiatus Coyote. Once again, I still cannot remember what the band is called or what the album is called. I just said it. <laughs> I know, but like before you did, I could not anticipate what you were going to say. I 
Oh my god. It's very confusing to me. I don't know why. Yeah. What is was... weird? Talk tomahawk. I will say I did it's think I was wrong. Talk. I did... I did think I was wrong. I was like, are they trying to say something like a hawk? Am I? <laughs> I was like, did they? Do they not know what a hawk is? <laughs> How to spell it? <laughs> Can I make talk to my hawk? Yeah, so I'll give you that. Talk to my hawk. Hmm. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> hey, Napalm, is this what you were thinking? <laughs> uh, yo, man, yeah, that was that was an album, dude. Well, okay, what are you thinking for for uh, rating? Rating scales. Talks, tomahawks, <laughs> ocelots. Um, no, I mean, I only had a couple ideas. They're not terribly good. I had just coyotes spelled the way they spell coyote. That's good because this is a very visual medium. K a i y o t e s, um, and then. <laughs> I mean, the other one I had, just because I think they're cool, is Mobius Streaks. All right, let's do Mobius Streaks. Uh, really? I don't know. Really? Well, fine. What, now you don't what, get what it. What ideas did you have? I mean, it's your record. I was going to do Ocelots, because that's funny. Or Lace Skulls. Hmm. Or Boomed Children. <laughs> I kind of like that. It's, up, it's your choice. I Ocelots. Ocelots. It was it was coyote wasn't it coyote crowns last week? Uh, I don't remember. This this is getting really out of hand where I have not yet edited last episode and we're recording this episode, so I'm like really like starting to like get confused. Well I'm really on top of my shit. I don't know what you're Yeah, you, you sent me the is. audio like the night we recorded and I've just been sitting on it. And it comes mm-hmm. out in, you know, a day, essentially. So that's cool of me. Ocelots, man. How many ocelots are you going to give this bad boy? So I was just looking at my previous ratings for calibration purposes. <laughs> Although I, I had a suggestion. Can we just establish that um, since we're using a different rating scale for every episode, that like the <laughs> the scores are cannot be like... <laughs> considered relevant to each relative to each other no they're not yeah like like four megabytes per second is not four ocelots for example no okay hmm so how many ocelots is it i feel like i cop out and like for every one of your episodes i just say 3.5 because i don't want to be controversial this feels like it would be if there were five ocelots in front of me, I feel like th- this feels like three of them. Three ocelots? Yeah. If we did a more granular rating scale, I'd probably be closer to three and a quarter, but I don't think I can round up to three and a half in this case. Um, I, something I noticed is that since I started listening to this record, and once again, I've listened to it like at least seven times <laughs> over, like since yesterday. Um, like n- none of it stuck in my head. Like I didn't find myself thinking about it at all between listens. Um, so definitely better than neutral, but not um, outstanding for me in my humble opinion. No. Yeah. It's, and I figured, you know, when I assigned this to you that you didn't have the palette to appreciate real good music. So 
I I did I'm, factor that in. I'm not going to argue with you on that. Like this is definitely um, kind of over my head type stuff. I will change it up and give this thing four ocelots because uh oh you know it's just this is something where there are tunes that i would listen to specifically i listen to nakamara often and then Mm -hmm. sphinx gate and softly lulls but also i feel it's a good party one where i can put it in the background and there's enough instrumental tracks where it's like not pulling and then you know if it's on if it's on random and then Nakamara comes up, people are going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, this would um, actually be very good, like, party background music for sure. Actually, we mentioned um, Snarky Puppy earlier. A couple weekends ago, some family was in town, or hanging out, cooking out on the deck. And I was like, ooh, I, I want to put some music on. But, like, what can I pick that's not going to, like, b- offend anyone? You know? <laughs> And I wound up, I just I put on Snarky Puppy and just shuffled like everything they have and uh nice. no one complained. No HAJ. <laughs> I was like, hey everyone wanna cry together? You wanna cry or get absolutely pissed off? All at once, yeah. Por <laughs> <no> los dos. <laughs> cool. Um so we've raided the record. Um is this the part of the show where I assign homework to you? I think it is. Okay. I'm going to send you... I like this new tradition we're doing where we do like the multiple choice. So I'm going to send you a message in, in iMessage. Let me know when you get it. It's a saxophone emoji, a diamond emoji, and a blood drop emoji. Is this all I get? You're not going to give me any elaboration? That is all you get. I don't want any of these. Saxophone. Uh, well, show's over. Oh. <laughs> no. Blood. Is that your final answer? Until you tell me what it is, and then I say... No, there, no, no, there's no take-backsies. Fine. Blood. Blood. Okay, so I have to, I have to plug that into the decoder to see what it means. <laughs> 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 okay, so the blood drop... Um, Andy, who likes to drink blood? Alkaline Trio. Vampire Weekend. Yes, Vampire Weekend. Father of the Bride. Their 2019 release. Our most requested album. And by that I mean... (laughs) uh, My wife said we should do this album. (laughs) What was the saxophone and diamond out of curiosity? Well, I think I might not disclose that. um, Because I might want to save them for future use. (sighs) Fine. Like, maybe on my next episode, I will send you the same two emoji and just change out the the blood drop. Fair enough. So, yes, Andy, you are compelled by the contract that we have signed to listen to Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Um, Dear listener, you also have to do that thing. Yeah, have to. Or else... Real vampires will attack you and not just on the weekend. Mm. Oh, and I guess I'm supposed to give like a quick teaser of, of the record, right? What yeah. what you're in for. I mean everyone knows Vampire Weekend, right? They're the they're the A punk guys. That's good enough. Except on this record they kinda went jam band? I don't know. It's indie rock, whatever. You know what you're in for. 
Yes. Um. Well, Steve, do you have any? Yes. Do you have any parting words? Um. Listen to We Die First. Listen to Excuse Me, I Have a Master's. Um, check out Andy's social media stuff because he wants to be found on the internet. Uh, yeah, do you want to, do you want, you know, like when it's tax season, do you want people to have like your phone number and your like home address? <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine that? Like, I'm here trying to plug this shit, getting known. And it's just like, yeah, you know, like hit me up at, uh, you know, Harper and Sons accounting firm if you guys want <laughs> some nice tax advice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that when the time is right andy um and yeah pay andy for drum lessons it's all in show notes you know where to find that information check out those show notes i checked them out for the first time the other day they're mm-hmm. immaculate yeah i work very hard on that and nothing else in in life that's <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> Maybe don't hire him for your taxes. I mean, your taxes will get done. <laughs> Just after the show notes. They'll end up in the show notes. <laughs> and I'm not going to vouch for whether they get done correctly. They'll be done on time. And that's all that matters. Yeah, well, Andy, we have talked about the record. We have rated the record. I have assigned homework. We have plugged your shit. Um that feels like an episode i also love that you say that feels like an episode it's even special it's more special this time around because again the kirkland's coconut oil Mm, that you have just glistening um he when he's (laughs) never mind uh do by the way i i think i unintentionally stole the that feels like a podcast from one of the original hosts of the podcast lexicon valley you could have intentionally stolen it i wouldn't have known nor cared (laughs) uh what's your favorite um podcast about language (laughs) why do you do this to me you know the answer it's lexicon valley sure yeah okay well um, Andy, as always, this has been a delight. Um, I can hardly contain my excitement. This has been an absolute pleasure. Well, um, I think we're done here. <laughs> yep, sounds good. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Peace bye, out, Andy. How many times can I fuck this up?